0: This is episode 5, Alpha, of Free as in Freedom. I'm Karen Sandler.
1: and I'm Bradley Kuhn.
0: This is As Free In Freedom.
1: So Karen has a to- so you did this to me once. Karen has a topic she wants to discuss with you.
0: <laughs> I, well, it's just that it seems kind of timely, and it's on my mind. So I thought. So I don't know if people have been following um, the whole GamerGate. Have you been following it?
1: I wasn't. Um, I wasn't following the, the the source situation of it. In the sense that I, I didn't realize that's what was happening, but then it played back out into free software, and that's when I started paying attention because because I, I a lot of a lot of um, proprietary software news I just don't follow. I, I should, but I don't.
0: Honestly, it's only because now I'm on a lot of these. I'm a lot of, uh, on various lists that talk about uh, women in tech, so that's how I heard about it. Um, but it, then it became so big that now we've all probably heard about it, which is anyway. So let me, so the, the background is that, um, is that there's this gaming site and I've actually not said, said this out loud, but it's game of Sutra, I guess. Uh, no. Yeah. Um, and it, uh, it, 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 basically is this, um, is this video gaming website and, um, Intel was one of its sponsors and there was a, um, a piece. Uh, that was posted on um, on the site. I'm actually looking at the uh, at the uh, thing right now. Well, so it was an
1: ad, right? It was actually an ad for Intel that.
0: Well, but the reason why, um, uh, but but the Intel Intel only pulled their funding from them when there was a piece that was suggesting that women might have a harder, you know, that that. What do you? So I,
1: I originally heard the story that Intel was for it before they were against it, kind of thing. That they were supportive of the, or maybe I heard the story wrong, but I heard that Intel was su- initially supportive of this piece about that, and then the backlash against it caused them to yank their funding. Like they did a flip flop. That's what I. That's the impression I got. But maybe I'm wrong about that.
0: I didn't hear about the flip flop. What okay. I heard was that, um, uh, was that. There was basically a, a lot of um, a lot of people who were upset about the piece started emailing sponsors and telling them that the site. But,
1: but so, but why? Wait, so why why did Intel why did Intel care? That's what I don't understand. Like why why would they care what a bunch of people were complaining about? Because they were complaining about a diversity thing. It it seems weird the, Intel could have just ignored them. That's what I don't understand. Like it's one thing if they people were writing about something that's, I guess I guess if I see it from the other side's point of view, I could say, well, people think diversity is bad, so <laughs> so they so so therefore I have to put my. Self in their shoes and say, "Well, Intel has to treat Intel as a company that serves profit only has to choose between two different sides of an issue, and either side being upset is a problem for them." Well, I,
0: I think that what happened was they didn't. I would guess that they didn't look into it too closely, and then what happened was they got a flood of people who were saying that the piece was the opinion piece was very controversial. And they said, oh, well, we don't want to have and, – and, uh, so, and they had a flood of complaints.
1: Right. So my guess is is that, that, that sponsoring a gaming site is dicey on its own because gaming a gaming website where people discuss gaming – I mean, I, I'm thinking in terms of – I'm trying to think of a thing I know that's closest to it, like XDA forums or something, like that's where it's kind of a Wild West environment of people saying lots of crazy things and all that sort of stuff, which which uh, some of these web forums are like that. Um, and I would guess that sponsoring that as a for-profit company is already controversial. So my, if I put myself in the mindset of a marketing person in Intel, it's sort of like what was already controversial that we sponsored this site. So any controversy that rises to the level of people emailing us and getting in the news is a reason to step back from it. Right, that's the thinking on their side, I bet.
0: Maybe I mean I think that what happened was that it wasn't that the the complaints they were getting didn't identify it as a piece that was speaking out against sexism.
1: Correct. The of title of going,
0: the piece but... was uh, "Gamers Gamers don't have to be your audience. Gamers are over," and so while it was it was talking about how a um, uh, basically a, a the games need to be inclusive of players and that the identity of a gamer is mm-hmm. changing and so gamer and the, and basically uh people who were um, who were upset by this were misconstruing it when they or or were describing it in a certain way when they were complaining about it to the sponsors and saying, you know this piece what is this what this is not appropriate for a gaming website it's saying that gamers are dead it's you know it's basically um, you know tearing down the thing that you are supporting mm hmm And it's such a controversial piece, and why is that there? And so Intel, probably without looking too closely into it, and probably, as you're right, because it's a gaming website, just sort of said, well, it's easier to just pull our funding
1: yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a controversial thing to fund in the first place. I, I mean, I, I think the if you want to talk about the mistake Intel made, I bet it was sponsoring that website. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the fundamental mistake. Like, they should probably shouldn't have sponsored it from the beginning because it's probably not the type of website that it makes sense for them to sponsor. Um,
0: I actually think that their fundamental mistake was not issuing a real apology.
1: Well, but that's a... That's but their
0: initial mistake was probably sponsoring it. Right, token, just getting involved I, I in disagree. the first place.
1: because Because if you get involved with a place where there's going to be this kind of controversial debate not that i agree with it i mean i think i'm not afraid of controversial debates but that's why i work for non it's not for profits um but a for-profit company generally is forced to be hyper conservative and and worried about being associated with anything that's controversial in any way um and so and so they, they probably they probably erred on the side of getting involved with something controversial and then then they then they in this weird position right where they where they are forced to they feel forced to Disassociate themselves with something that might be a good message because it's a it's a controversial message, which it shouldn't be a controversial message, but it is unfortunately in our society a controversial message, Um, at least for some people, for the haters of the world, I suppose. Um, But yeah, I mean this is this is but the fact that this became a banner for the sexist culture in free software. To become more aggressive, or, or not even the, not even the sexist culture. This the, the, this um, this sexism is over culture uh, that we have, which is really unbelievable, in the sense of people who believe that oh, there's no more sexism anymore. So the fact that you're taking a position about feminism means that you're some kind of crazy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which is not the, the funny. Thing I used is, to believe that. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and and a lot of people who who make this point, I mean, that's where their focus, right? They're, they're not, they're not, they're not sexism deniers outright. They're saying sexism, a problem we used to have. And if you're still obsessed with it, it's like, it's like basically being obsessed with an issue of the past. Like, well, free
0: software is a meritocracy.
1: Yeah.
0: We don't even know if someone's a woman or a man, if they're yeah, contributing. That's like, my
1: point. That th- those are the virtual. arguments that people make. How could it be? Yeah.
0: It's so funny, Uh, you know, I was on this panel, the very first panel I was ever on about women in free software. was early on in my, um, my activity in free and open source software, and it was a panel, it was actually at scale. There were actually like 10 people on the panel, and um, it was ridiculous almost all of the women were on the panel and what was even worse was that I think they figured scale is a great conference I'm not I I, I Mm -hmm. think they've come a long way since then too but they also scheduled it like a women in free software day and it was the day before the conference started and the conference was on the weekend and the the day for women in free software was separate and the day before on a Friday so it Mm -hmm. was like you know well women don't have jobs that they need to go to so like they can be on this panel, and it was really, and it was also sad because most of the people there were then on this panel. <laughs> um, but uh, but what struck me about the panel was that um, was that the that a lot of the p- women on the panel were saying that they hadn't particularly experienced sexism, and the whole thing was overblown. And then I realized that they had um, they had gender ambiguous names. <laughs> mm-hmm. There was um, there was Jean, who mm-hmm. everyone of course assumed was Jean. There was Chris. There was like it was like a hilarious thing where four of the women on the panel had um, had names that people would have naturally assumed um, mm-hmm. in a free software world that they were men, and so it's like, oh, that's have you guys considered? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and 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 you know the response isn't necessarily well. You should choose a gender ambiguous handle. Like, it's not fair to ask people to hide who they are just because they want to contribute to free software and want to do so in, a, in an even way.
1: Well, and the fact that this happens in Linux Foundation's Linux project, that is, I mean, I mean that's just a continuation of problems we talked about on the previous show about Linus Torvalds, the uh, Linux Foundation employee, comments uh, about uh, that, that he was confronted with by Ryan ah, and Lordy. So
0: before we get there, so let's just finish with the the, okay, the, so. the, the the timeline on the Intel thing is that Matthew Garrett wrote this amazing blog post. which Who is got Matthew
1: Garrett also? Also a Linux developer.
0: Yes, yes. And so, well, this is basically transitioning, um, to that. So, um, so his blog post was entitled actions have consequences or why I'm not fixing Intel's bugs anymore. And he just gives this like great, uh, he's just a great writer and he just gives this like, um, hilarious, um, blog post where he says, look, I don't, i don't have to deal with bugs on intel-based systems so i'm not going to anymore because why should i support a company that takes such objectionable stances Mm -hmm. um and he does so in an amusing way and that got a lot of attention i think that's when you heard about it right because correct
1: because Matthew. but but so i so i think but then he gets sexist responses on on lkml which we'll link to in the show notes
0: that that was unbelievable
1: or, uh, well it was believable I ah, everything's it.
0: believable now
1: um but so i think um i think that the the um it, it, so so i mean this is this is a problem with the linux community it's interestingly somebody said to me recently that they wish their project was successful enough like Linux is, so they could be mean um the idea being that 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 you can get away with being mean in a free software project that's highly successful that everyone wants to participate in um, it, 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 and, and I think that's the, that, that's the ego problem that's gone to Linux's head, right? So, the, so, so Linux, the Linux argument basically is we're so awesome and so many people want to participate in our community that we don't have to make our community welcoming to anybody that we don't feel like making it welcome to. So it makes the incumbent power structure of white men able to just decide that they don't want to change their behavior
0: so this week um, leonard Pot- puttering as you listen to Peter their King. poetry what is it uh, well i mean <laughs> anyway, I, that's how i leonard, always said am um, um, loud so. who has been very active in the GNOME community um, and is the you know one of the key people behind system d um, he wrote a g plus um, post this week sort of saying how much hate he's received um, you know, on, um, for, for his, for his technical work and that it's been disproportionate to, um, you know, to the technical discussions that he's had and how, um, and how scary it is and how upsetting it has been for him. And, um, you know, and he points out the fact that this kind of behavior, you know, and, and and the fact that he's a white man and that this behavior is, um, can be, Um, particularly alienating to people from other cultures who are worried about losing face, Mm -hmm. um, or, um, or anyone who is not a part of the, um, of the, you know, white male majority Mm -hmm. in free and open source software. So it was really kind of an interesting time to have it overlapping. And at the same time, um, Kathy Sierra, who people might remember as the person who, um, the person who was identified by Weave. As um, you know, uh, he with um, they call it doxing, and he um, he decided that she should become a, a target of attack. And he posted her social security this is many years ago, her social security number, and a fake backstory that involved um, her, you know, her and prostitution, and 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 then basically invited the internet, posted her personal address, and invited people to send her things. Which, you know, in the piece, she describes what happened to her. she's spoken out before but it basically drove her off the internet and she describes things like seeing um like having pictures sent to her of um her children's faces photoshopped onto graphic pornographic and other and and violent um images um and um and being really it, it bleeding over into the real world so much that um, that her whole life was changed and her 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 career career frustrated and um, it it's really uh, extremely powerful to hear about and I think a lot of people don't even know that this happened and it's sort of a um, it it it's sort of a a, a very real and um, and upsetting example of what can happen to women on the internet in particular.
1: Yeah, I, and and the thing is, is that um, I mean, I'm curious if she was involved with Linux. Was she involved with Linux or was she no. involved with a different project? Yeah, I mean, I just I just look at Linux as this. So there was this recent thing on the, um, the GSoC mentor list where one of the mentors for Linux um, this wasn't a sexism issue. It was more of a it was almost ageist, I guess, or something. Um, it, it was more culturalist, I guess. So one of the mentors uh, for Linux uh, in the previous gsoc round that's just completed was arguing that basically um, it, the 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 people who come into gsoc are, you know they're just they're just trying to get this money and they're trying to manipulate the mentors to give them the money. you know and, and basically this whole, thing of of, uh, of it had this air of these people are just desperate for money Mm. and they come in to try to get this money which basically is talking about most of the applicants to GSOC these days are from uh, uh, from, uh, the less wealthy countries right mm-hmm. I mean my student this year was from India and and so and so it's very common to have students from from various pl- pl- places in the world where they, they may because it's a lot of it, admittedly it's a lot of money in their context uh, as far as as far as getting paid for the summer and it's not particularly a lo- enough money in, in some cities in the u.s to to live on for the summer mm-hmm. so um, but of course I mean I I was used to in the u.s not getting paid when I was in summer intern in school not enough to live on anyway so right. <laughs> there it's relatively typical and The U.S. Anyway, but uh, but the the, and the person actually ended up being kicked off the mentors list uh, because of this this Linux mentor. So uh, yeah, I'm really concerned about why the Linux Foundation is basically allowing this kind of behavior to be a central part of their project. Um, It's it's a really disconcerting thing that's that's now become. It's not just Linus is a is a jerk and says really inappropriate things anymore. It's it's an entire group of some people on LKML and elsewhere in the Linux community saying things to people.
0: Yeah, I mean to be fair to the Linux Foundation, they have had, you know, a series of talks at conferences. They have done some things. They ad- they were one of the early adopters of the anti-harassment policy for their conference. Um, so there are some yet, things.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I. There was a guy speaking at LinuxCon Europe three years ago who said that. Who said that the, the great thing about the Internet of Things was that you can you can keep your wife out of the refrigerator by locking it. Ugh. Right. I mean, and this was a keynoter that they invited to come speak at Linux Foundation. So I mean, I think. But that, I do
0: know that they have taken action on inappropriate content in keynotes and have the, the, have, the, pr- have not allowed. Uh, I, I think there's at least one instance of someone who was not allowed back for inappropriate content.
1: Sure, sure. I mean, they're 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 good at PR when the when the thing comes up. I'm just very concerned that this they yeah. just allow this to happen. And uh, you know, I once raised uh, to. Uh, to Jim Zemlin, the issue of, of Linus's comments. He said, oh, you're saying that a flame on a mailing list? Well, that always happens in open source. That was his mm-hmm. literal answer to me. So, I mean, I'm, I, I think that, that when you have – and it's weird because you have somebody like Greg K H, who's an employee of Linux Foundation, who is probably the complete other side of this question, where he's mentored students in the outreach program for women. He's raised this issue as a diversity problem in, 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 in Linux and tried to change it. Um, and then you have the basically opposite side with Linus. Um, it, it, it's it's a mixed message, and it's very disconcerting that that's that's where it goes. And the fact that that you know people like Matthew just get attacked. I mean, as as a, as an independent Linux developer who's not actually affiliated with the Linux, other Linux developers are just allowed to attack him. I think he handles it really well, and his response on that thread that we'll link to in the show notes was very good. But it, it's 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 just unbelievable that he can go on his blog and make a comment about what he's going to do and his choices about the in the Linux community, and somebody decides to go at him on LKML, and then there's no consequence mm-hmm.
0: for that. No consequence. And not
1: even in a comment on his blog. It's, like, it's bad it's not enough to get
0: anonymous. <laughs> right? It was, and, and
1: it's it's. I mean, it's one thing to get comments on the blog itself, right? I mean, that's you sort of expect. It's the internet. You're going to get these horrible comments, and he's had to screen some because of that. Although but, what he
0: did was he replaced the um, the comments that were of a certain trolley rationale with the words fart, 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 I which I think that. made people <laughs> a little, like, which I think is hilarious, but also I think made these people feel like they needed another forum to be heard.
1: I suppose, but ultimately it's his blog. I mean, he's screening stuff out. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I, mean, I, I mean, I don't know. If I run, if I, the Dreamless screen system lets you just reject the comment entirely, that probably, if Matthew had asked me for advice, I probably would have said rejecting the comments entirely would made more sense than replacing the text. But anyway, I, I think... I, I, I mean, th- this is this is a standing problem, and, and I think it, I, I really am interested in this point of popularity of project. This this idea that the incumbent has all this power, uh, the incumbent popular project has all this power to just treat people badly. Um, you notice that, that diversity is better in projects, diversity and outreach to diversity is better in projects that are that are less popular. Mm. I, I think it's a really interesting thing that because the older popular projects are dominated by. Uh, people who are white males and so forth, and they, and they can get away with this because they don't have to worry about turning away. Um, I, mean, I, I think about VLC. VLC is a very unwelcoming community. Very similar. Extremely popular project.
0: I think we can think of a lot of examples that are old and established that are unwelcoming to people, but I think that the new project, it really is project by project. I think just the fact that it's a new project and wants new contributors, I think generally a lot of those projects value contributions from those same groups of people hmm. um, and aren't going out of their way to try to find others. They want those rock star programmers. They want the people who are already established, and they want the kinds of the kinds of developers that are the same kinds that the Linux kernel and other established projects have. I don't. I, I think that's optimistic to say that new projects are are you know can aff- you know can't afford to be like that because you know I tell you. <sighs> I, I know I've said this on this show before that I used to, when I was in my 20s, I never wanted to talk about the women in tech issue. And when I started in free software, I really didn't want to talk about this and I didn't want anything to do with it. I didn't want to be asked questions about it because I I thought it was a little overblown, but as I've spent now almost a decade in free and open source software, it's so bad. I mean, and it's so much worse. And, and I can tell you that when I start having successful advocacy. And when I see like, for example, this is actually a point that Kathy Sierra makes my Twitter follower number go up, or I see that my articles are in different places. I am excited, but I also get really nervous at the same time because I've already been attacked. You know, I've already had threats and I'm sort of like, well, and I'm not even that, I'm not that well known, <laughs> you know, what happens if I get more traction for what I'm saying? I want that. But at the same time, you know, I, I, I've I had times where I've been worried about my family. So I don't know, you know, and, and it's really, it's funny. It's just, it's in a, and I, I can't really see past it, the fact that it's mostly just because I'm a woman um, who's visible online and maybe I'm overreacting. I don't know, but the fact that this has already happened to me, makes me realize how true this must be.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, Leonard's Leonard's point uh, is I'm sort of with that because being a white male as well, you know, I've always been worried because my positions are so radical that, that I'll be attacked because I have been attacked for my positions. There's, there's a, a specific troll um, who constantly on Usenet and other places is, is attacking me for, for GPL enforcement. Um, and says and said some pretty scary things. But, uh, and this is one of the reasons why I'm, I'm rather careful about only giving the city I live in rather than the exact, the, the, had people knowing my exact address and, and all that sort of thing. Um, and, and, so, and, so, and, and obviously I'm not going to have it as bad as everybody else will, as, as somebody who's, uh, who's in, a, in a class of people who is more easily attacked and, and is going to fall, basically people are going to choose to attack those people more often. So, somebody like you as a woman, you're going to, people are going to choose to attack you more than they're going to choose to attack me, particularly if you're holding the same positions as me. So, if my worry is my positions are too radical, I'm going to be attacked. Not only are you holding the same similar positions or the same positions, you're also a woman who's more likely to be attacked because of the cultural bias of men attacking women, which is a and real then, thing.
0: Like, women aren't, shouldn't, shouldn't be vocal, their opinion shouldn't be. You know, there's this very subtle feeling of what makes it, you know. And, that, and that's
1: kind of the worst problem, right? So, so, um, so I, grew up, I grew up in Baltimore, Maryland in the 80s, um, just at the moment when it was starting, in, at least in that part of the almost south uh, of the U.S., uh, for racism to have to move from being overt to, to subtle. Right, So I, the older people in my neighborhood were overtly racist. The younger people in my neighborhood, so I'm saying younger in my own context now. So the people in their 80s, you know, the 60s, <laughs> 70s and 80s, the, 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 the elderly people, overtly racist in my neighborhood. Um, I have tons of examples of, of racist comments that were said to me and so forth um, as a teenager. And the people in there, my parents' age um, in the neighborhood were subtly racist, right? And so when my parents, uh, my parents owned – um, we bought a second – my parents bought a second home at one point for my grandma to live in before she, before she went to a nursing home. It was a couple blocks away. And the neighborhood was furious that they sold to an African-American family when they sold the house. Um, and, and so there was, there was this weird thing where the people, the elderly people were furious in like an overt way. And the other people were like, were like, well, we have to make good decisions about how we mm. sell that, you know, that, that kind of subtle racism of like, well, what's the good decision situation? Uh, right, right. I mean, I mean you, they can't buy the home if they're not economically, uh, in a good state because so, they won't get a loan. So what, what is it you're saying exactly? Um, so, so I, I think what I discovered in my teens from that is the subtle is more difficult to fight against, right? And 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 people who are subtly um, racist, subtly sexist, um, or, or, or or they are more likely they they they're smart about testing you to see what side of the, mm-hmm. of the position you're on. And when they find an ally, it's basically I'm reminded of this. There was a great Saturday Night Live skit done in the early Saturday Night Live days of. Um, Eddie Murphy basically um, went like dressed up as a white person and went around and got on buses. To like see what, what what white people did when all the African American people were gone. And like they, basically the, everybody's like as soon as the last African American person, goes, course, everything sees white in this skit, and the last African person gets off the bus and they all just started like saying racist things immediately, <laughs> like and all this sort of thing. Like the the the, the underlying and, and and the and the, the goal of the skit is to expose that this underlying racism is central in our culture. And there's like this this and I saw this in Baltimore when I was growing up, this unwritten pact of are you racist like me and people testing you? I mean, me even as a teenager, um, uh, I remember when I work, I'm telling one of the stories. I wasn't going to tell the stories when, when, uh, when I worked at, I worked at, um, uh, Roy Rogers, uh, a fast food place when I was a teenager. Um, and one Saturday morning, um, an elderly guy came in, guy in his, is probably his late sixties, early seventies came in and, um, and placed his order to they, they, they come in and get coffee in the morning. And the, the, all the early customers are these early riser people that their, their, are their, older. And Saturday morning, and he looks at me and says, the darkies don't like working on Saturdays, huh? And of course, it turned out that the entire crew that morning was white.
0: Mm. Right?
1: And I didn't answer him. Um, and so I get his coffee, and I come back, and he goes, I don't think you heard me.
0: <laughs> oh, and no. repeats
1: it, Right? And, and so, and so, I didn't know what to say, right? I mean, so I said, um, "I heard you. I just ignored you," and that was all I said. But I mean, th- this is this is kind of a testing thing that the people who are, who are racist do. In, in, Wait, I, what so is spent. it? I
0: also worked at fast food when I was a teenager, and when I was working in fast, we actually worked at the concession stand at Jones Beach in New York, um, and and uh, and people made anti-Semitic comments to me. He's yeah. <laughs> like, ah, yeah. You don't know what to say. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, so I mean, it's. I, I think it's the
0: not to like to not to me like uh, testing me to testing. find out well, if I. well, and that's the
1: testing thing. And so, and so I think one of the things that happens them, was, yeah. on the internet. I mean, I think this happens in in lkml. I mean, one of the cultures that Linus is setting is this this culture of 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 being able to, uh, it's happened over a period of years, right? People test it. If you, if you look early, um, you know, uh, Linus is a very humble guy early on. I mean, if you're not big and professional, like Gnu, right. And so over time there's been testing throughout that culture. To see like what can we get away with and how bad can we be almost and and I, I think some of it's subconscious I don't think it's like conscious mean, I think in my example it's a conscious testing sit- scenario probably in yours as well um, in, in working in in sort of food service or whatever but then what's happened is is that it's it's become it's risen to a point that LKML is considered a place where you can be abusive and sexist um, and get away with it. Yeah. And, and therefore, the, all that testing, the testing has played out and we've gotten to that point. So, uh, one of the questions is, is, might be, how does this relate topics on this podcast? I think it relates in a couple of different ways. So, first of all, as a charity, one of the goals of, say, conservancy or any other charity is to benefit the entire public. And so, if we're in a situation where we're, Failing to try and make free software and open source accessible to everybody and available to everybody, we're failing in our mission because our mission says that we're trying to make free and open source available to all. Mm-hmm. And so if we just let this kind of thing stand by, I think we're failing in our mission. We're not meeting our mission fully if we just simply say, say, as, a, as any nonprofit, oh, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, not, it's not important. Um, it's, it's, it's an issue of the general public being not welcome into the community. And so that's one way it relates. Um, It also relates in the legal sense, and we've covered legal topics on this. I don't understand how Linux Foundation doesn't see the legal liability of what's happening.
0: Because they separate, because they don't represent the Linux kernel.
1: But they've got But they employ one of the worst offenders. Worst offender, one of the worst offenders, and he's using a linuxfoundation.org email Mm -hmm. address. That's his primary email address that he's posting these messages from. He's posting these messages in his professional capacity as a Linux Foundation employee. Identified Linus at linuxfoundation.org. Um, now, now, the, the Gregory Smith, the guy who replied to, to Mark, I, I, Mark, I'm sorry, Matthew um, doesn't know. Does, we don't know where. I don't know where he even know where he works for sure. But the point is, is he was posting in his own capacity. I, I at least took it as he was posting his own capacity. Um, but it, it, you know, it's it's one of these things where. I I, there's a tremendous amount of legal liability. It's it's interesting to note this because one of the one of the things I like about sexual harassment law and these other sorts of things is is it we did this episode a long time ago about about uh, where I we I talked about that uh, documentary hot coffee and uh, the issues of tort tort deform as uh, as Ralph Nader calls it. And the idea that in this country we can use to in the US, one of the ways we get social policy right is torts. The ability for people to file a lawsuit when they've been harmed um, and, and get a judgment against somebody, that's a way of correcting behavior. I don't think it's the best way. I would rather there was governmental public policy that dealt with these issues. But given that we don't have that, the fact that we have something like torts that you can use as a mechanism to hold accountable people who do things that harm that's a nice second approximation, in my view. If we can't have government regulation that actually takes care of it,
0: so uh, this guy posts from a Gmail address. Yeah, and uh, and I don't I don't see him being right.
1: So he's it. posting in his own capacity. So I mean, I think that I think that there's, there's a lots, lot
0: of incendiary posts. <laughs> right, but there's a, there's
1: a lot. There's, I mean, people could argue this Gregory Smith person. Um, uh, not acting on behalf of Linux community, not acting on behalf of Linux foundation. Um, he's posting to a list hosted by Linux foundation. I think Linux foundation would probably correctly argue that they're a kind of common carrier in this instance. They're hosting a public forum. Mm-hmm. Um, so somebody would have to DMCA takedown or otherwise do take down, you know, take downs, uh, which I'm sure they would respond to if somebody sent them, if, if they felt his, his text was abusive or, or harmful to them. But I, I think the liability lines that, that, that Linux Foundation sits on here, I'm amazed that they're, I mean, we know well, uh, Karen Kopenaver, their, their, uh, their counsel. I'm surprised that she's not more concerned about this kind yeah, of issue. I, I,
0: yeah, I'm, I haven't talked to her about it, but maybe I will.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, maybe, maybe it's worth a conversation to see what, what. maybe they have analysis, which I'd like to talk about here, that makes, that, that, that believe insulates them from Linus's uh, telling people that they should, the, the, the I mean the kinds of things he said to people um, that that Ryan uh, asked about in in the thing we talked about a couple episodes ago, uh, I I think that it's uh, I'm amazed that the I mean I, I keep caring comparing to conservancy now conservancy does not ma- monitor all our projects mailing those we don't have the resources to do that but if any of this kind of stuff even close to this got escalated to us I, Karen and I would be dropping everything to figure out how to deal with it. It's true, and
0: honestly, I would I would consider asking a project to leave Conservancy. Oh, sure, I would too. Yeah, yeah. No matter Uh, how important the
1: yeah. I I mean, if we couldn't deal with it, if we couldn't nip it in the bud, right? I mean, if 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 we, I mean, lots of free software projects have a bad actor that shows up. Yeah, I mean, that's happened, and we've
0: you know I've sent email addresses, but you know what? I generally send like private email addresses if I see things that are, Mm. um, you know, because I think actually sometimes the posters might be insensitive; they might not actually Mm. know. Mm. And how do you know if nobody tells you that actually that might Mm. you know that might serve to turn these groups of people away and 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 that's not you know that's not we And it sounds like you're saying this is that what you're saying because i don't think so
1: And i think it's safe to say this because we have 30 projects so it would be tough for somebody to figure out which one i mean we've we've had projects where contributors in sort of primarily private email on internal lists i guess is the best way to put it have said both racist and sexist things Um, And so I've seen that and I keep a closer eye on those projects about what's happening in their communities because of it. Right. I mean, I I try to make sure and see, hey, what what's being said in their community? And is it is it is is the stuff being said publicly? I mean, everybody can make a mistake and and say something that's that's uh, that's inappropriate. I've certainly done it in my life. Um, But from my point of view if if we were confronted with it as conservancy it would we would be worried about the liability of it we would be worried about all these questions of of, of are we liable for them just as a matter of organizational health are we liable for this mm-hmm. if this if if somebody's being abusive to another person on a mailing list that's uh, uh, hosted by a conservancy project um so we'd be concerned on that front but that's sort of sort of the self-preservation front of being concerned about it but more as a mission question i'd be concerned about it are, are we fulfilling our mission as a charity if we i mean granted linux foundation is a trade association they're serving their companies but i would even ask it in that context right mm-hmm. in our context i say we're serving our charitable mission in the corporate context are the is linux foundation serving its mission of promoting the common business interest of all these linux focused companies by allowing the Linux community to be that way, is that really in the common business interest? Is Linus Torvalds saying you should have a re- your your mother should go back in time and abort you? Is that is that in the common business interest of HP and Intel and all these other companies?
0: Yeah, I mean, it seems odd to me
1: that that's that, that that kind of statement's in their common business interest. How do they come to that conclusion?
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, you could they probably would make the argument of well, how much instability would we bring to these companies by you know upsetting the Apple Cart? of you know of taking any real action here but at the same time you know if i i i think i think the kernel community is robust enough that it would recover well I, and i think quickly. That,
1: i think that um I, I mean i i've never i've never I, I think some linux developers um have have egos that are out of control um i i really think that's true uh, i i mean i i I've I'm, I'm not, I have no cause about saying I mean obviously I'm I'm talking in part about Linus I th- I think that, that he's had a lot of success in his career and um, he has a wonderful project that does a lot of useful things and I think it's very easy when you when you spend your entire career getting more and more famous and getting more and more powerful. Um, I mean, you notice a lot of the the, – I'll compare it to the – who's that guy who recently lost his sports team because he basically said some pretty horribly sexist and racist things, right? When when you have a lot of power in life uh, and uh, it's very easy – um, to fall into these patterns of behavior that, that if, you have a, if you have a little bit of a – you're not perfect, right? I mean, and I think it was really telling. I mean, just going back to the thing we talked about, Linus literally said he grew up in a dysfunctional family and I mean, he has issues. I mean, I, I, said, I encouraged him to seek therapy in the previous episode, and I think, I think that's part of it, right? I mean, I, mean, I used to have bad behavior. I, I've talked a little bit in my blog about how uh, in an issue of sexism raised in my computer science department, I was on the wrong side of the argument. Uh, Because I took that traditional free speech argument of – People should have the right to talk about anything they want. And yeah. and and so I've made that mistake too. Uh, in and I was a rock star in my undergraduate. I was the smartest student in, in our department in seven years and you know, and all this sort of thing, right? So I so I, I had a certain amount of power that I didn't understand was power at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, because I came from a dysfunctional family and and acted badly and, and took the wrong side of a question when women in our department were saying the lab environment is unwelcoming um which yeah. they were right about yeah and i mean so, i
0: told you that what happened at cooper union where i've told yeah, our listeners yeah. that they just hired me yeah which was really proactive and that's what we're trying you know i've just said we again but that's what the outreach program for women is trying to do um but it's tough I, you know i have mixed feelings i mean I, I i think you know i don't have any mixed feelings about outreach program for women it's a great program and um i think its expansion is going to help things but on a on a, a you know on a uh, micro level, I'm worried sometimes about bringing women into these environments where, you know, they'll get harassed or they'll have a really negative experience. So, you know, it has to come from both sides.
1: Yeah. And, and another thing is, is that uh, if developers are listening, um, there are developers out there who are almost always right on technical points. This is qu- sort of what Leonard's getting at. Mm. Um, be, uh, L- L- Leonard believes himself to be absolutely right on all the technical decisions he makes. But I think one of the things that's coming across in his post is just, he doesn't actually say this, but there's a, kind of a subtle undertone of this, that just because you understand the technical things and can argue your position well on the technical things doesn't mean you're right in life generally. Right. Yeah. And, and I found this to be true, right? I mean, I'm, I'm smart and I'm good at what I'm good I find this to be at. true
0: about myself. I, I, yeah. I, I expect to be the person who's right. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, And, and I, I, I'm not I, always... it's about, about a major project founder in a, in a free software project who uh, it was very difficult to deal with when the person was wrong. Because the person was so used to being right that the few times when they were wrong, like they fought much harder than they should have. Where everybody else, when you're wrong more often, you're so like, well, I have to give in on this one because I might be wrong. If somebody's almost always right, when they're wrong, they fight for that wrong position for longer than anybody else because they're just not used to being wrong. And they're thinking, why is everybody else wrong here? Well, in this one particular case, you're wrong. And I think technical people who are very highly skilled, they just sort of assume that that same logic uh, that they used uh, to get good technically just applies everywhere and works. And, the types of assu- – one of the things that's true about technical work that's not true about the social justice work or social issues is that the types of assumptions you can make about a technical problem, um, it's harder to find where those assumptions are in a, in, in, in a cultural situation. Whereas when you're dealing with a computer, uh, there, there, there's some fundamental assumptions you can make and trust them that, because they're really obvious. And the ones that seem obvious outside of a technical realm – I, I could just be wrong. And I think it's one of the things we're assuming that like in my life, I don't see any women being oppressed. Therefore there is no oppression of women anywhere. Uh, because I would certainly see it because I'm living in the world. Right. right. But the, the worlds that we live in, that the privilege that we have in just, just to consider in the West and particularly if you're in the West, in a in Europe and in the U S and in, uh, job that pays well Mm. the people you interact with are all these other privileged people and so you don't see even though it is there it's you don't see as much of it and therefore it's harder to see it
0: and that's why i found the sexism when i encountered it to be so surprising because i i'm used to living in a world where i don't see things like this so overtly (laughs) i mean the subtle sexism every every day i've i've come to notice it the uh how people talk over me a lot how um, and other women how um, when we come up with interesting points they're attributed to other people who repeat them later Um, i mean a lot of things like that happen over and over and over and over again Um, so all of this my experience has turned me from someone who didn't want to talk about women in um, technology to someone who is now an advocate um, for making changes so um, yeah i mean i think I, i i i think that you know you said that you were connecting this topic to Relevance in our podcast, I think it's relevant to our podcast Just to, you know, I don't think we need to justify it, um, talking about it. And I, um, you know, I know we've done a couple of episodes like this. I think it's a it's a really important issue. And by talking about it, um, you know, you'll you wind up noticing these things more. And I think that alone makes um, makes things better.
1: Well, I want to and I wanted people to understand that it relates to charity work. I and mean, mm-hmm. this is this is a central issue of doing charity work in free software. That, yeah. from my point of view I mean I, I, think that that, I, think so too. I think it's a central issue that's that's what I was really trying to link it up is that is that it actually is a central issue um, I I guess it's not it's just not important to trade associations I suppose I mean the only way it gets important to trade associations maybe this Intel thing will cause that right in the some sense that that Intel is facing this backlash in a way that that perhaps it would, somebody will realize it's in their common business interest. <laughs> oh, you know, we never
0: actually closed the loop on the Intel thing, which is that the my 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 biggest objection with Intel was their non-apology. Mm-hmm. Um, so they issued an apology, saying that they take their feedback from customers seriously, that they've decided not to continue their current their ad campaign with that website. Um, and that they recognize that their action inadvertently created a perception that they were somehow taking sides at an increasingly bitter debate in the gaming community, and they say this wasn't their intent, and that they support equality in women. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and while we equality, were...
1: Equality, they, they literally said that? Equality in women?
0: comes to our, No, uh, equality and women.
1: Oh, and women. I thought you said in. I was yes. like, what the
0: hell does that mean? To be very clear, Intel believes men and women should be treated the same. And diversity is an integral part of our corporate strategy and vision with commitments to improve the diversity of our workforce. Um, yeah, see, I, I actually
1: don't believe men and women should be treated the same because I actually believe in affirmative action. I think we actually should <laughs> should be favoring to get women well, involved. I mean,
0: but the goal, the goal. Yeah.
1: The long-term goal, but the sh- short-term. they are as
0: capable as men. And
1: the reason I, reason I bring that up is because so many... So many people in the Linux community, in particular, argue. I treat Linus would say, I treat everybody the same. I'm yes. I'm horrible to everybody. Yes. Therefore, it's not sexism because I'm horrible to everybody equally. Even though
0: your actions disproportionately turn away certain groups of people. Yeah, exactly. That, that's yeah. why I wanted to raise that. But then it just says that it says that uh, Intel doesn't support any um, any organization or movement that discriminates against women and they apologize and are deeply sorry if we offended anyone. So they didn't renew their funding, but they also didn't say we're going to, and they say that they have diversity initiatives, but they didn't say we're going to allocate X number, X amount of money for, um, you know, for diversity initiatives, that we're already doing this, we're gonna uh, dedicate, um, you know, Certain number of our employee time or anything like that, and it, it just seemed like a really non Yeah, I would mean, be, be
1: better PR. I mean, just just from a I mean, just if I put myself in their shoes, because all they care about is making money. Because um, they're a company, that's all they care about. They they don't they don't really care about any of these things except to the extent to which it impl- influences their ability to make money. Because they're a company, and that's all they that's their only amoral goal in the world. Um, so the the best thing to make money in that. Uh, is they were already spending this money on advertising anyway. If they took the same amount of money and say uh, donated to outreach program for women or whatever, right? Some mm-hmm. initiative do- donated to the scholarship I mean thing or the scholarship things that um that I, I talked about this in my blog that John Oliver was talking about because uh, John Oliver did this whole piece. I talked about my blog, those who don't read my blog. I talked about this piece John Oliver did about the Miss America pageant, which claims it's the biggest scholarship for women uh. in the world. And he actually, the reason I got so excited about it um was because as part of the bit, he printed out all the Form 990s from all the Miss America organizations in the world to research this claim they had about, and he had this big stack of Form 990s, which I could tell were Form 990s because the way he turned the page, I could see, I knew the mm-hmm. layout of the page because mm-hmm. I've, I've looked at him so often. And so they basically, he showed how they were double counting things. like They counted, um, like one, they counted one Miss America uh, group in one state that gives scholarships to basically any will give the winner a scholarship to any university in the state they want and they counted that every like they basically counted the scholarship for every university uh, of course, the woman who wins can only take one of the scholarships. You can't go to four schools at once. Right. But they counted it four times because they're like, oh, well, it's four full scholarships right, to four right, different right. places when the winner will pick one and go to one school. Not mm-hmm. in serial, go to each school and, and have like spent 14 years in college or whatever it is. <laughs> um, so he pointed this out and then he listed off various different scholarship programs for women right. that were actually legitimate um, and they they got increased donations.
0: That's great. Um,
1: and so they could have done that. They could have taken, they could oh, have locked absolutely. into they that and said just, donated to those. They
0: could have those. just shout out, sh- like done a shout out and said, you know, we support these initiatives because they But it would have been do. cost neutral they
1: because they they're pulling OPG. the money anyway. They're pulling the money from this gaming site which I've already argued yes, they, they, they probably shouldn't have, have been sponsoring that gaming site in the first place. They could have
0: just place. put that specific money towards exactly. split what, it up amongst four different I mean, initiatives. why don't
1: they Call me for PR consulting. Seriously. (laughs) I mean, this is such an obvious PR move. They could say, oh, we've decided, because we support women, we decided to take the money we're advertising this site and give it to this, uh, something called, I'll get the link right. Um, It it was called the, uh, the Women's Society of Engineers, I think. Does a women's scholarship for engineers. Mm-hmm. That was one of the ones that John wrong, but the link will be in the show notes. That was one of the ones John Oliver Society encouraged. Of to do, Society of Women Engineers. Society of Women Engineers. He encouraged people to donate to their scholarship. Because
0: at the time I was like, why would I ever join that? <laughs> so so they could have
1: the, Intel could have just given the money they spent on the advertising to the the Scholarship of Women Engineers. Yeah, but
0: honestly, even if they had just said we support these programs and we'll investigate increasing our um, you know our commitment I mean, in the that would future. Have been kind of a
1: non-commitment. But I mean, it
0: still it, would have been better than what they have.
1: It would have been better, but they could have done the easy cost-neutral thing. They were already spending this money on advertising. It probably wasn't that much because this site is not. I mean, I'm sure it's yeah. so popular to gamers, but it's not like they. It's not like you can get us. It's not like you need to give them a million dollars to get a sponsorship. It was probably yeah. like a ten thousand dollars a year sponsorship. I'd be surprised
0: or if it were that high.
1: Yeah. Okay. Four thousand yeah. dollars a year, whatever. Right. Then they could have taken that four thousand US, given it to the scholarship fund. It would have been cost-neutral to them. And everything would have been fine, and Matthew wouldn't have written his blog posts and all this other stuff, right? And it actually, would have been better spent on the money, better spend on the money anyway. Well,
0: actually, yeah, no, I I agree. But the apology happened before, uh, happened after Matthew wrote his blog post, so it had already escalated. Oh, true. that's yeah. true.
1: But then he, he would have had to eat crow, right? Because he would have said, oh, well, now they're giving, now they they've actually done <laughs> they've done a better thing than sponsoring the game site. Um, so they actually could have. Which he would have Ma- loved to have done. Yeah, I know, I agree with you, but they could have.
0: I mean, I mean he's not out there. The more I look. At He's not trying to like do a gotcha with Intel or anything like True that. He enough. just wants the right I've said results. To this,
1: I've said to this privately to you before. I'm just amazed. Like some of this is that is that I'm surprised I'm actually good at politics. Like people look like political like that thing you just read, which we'll link to in the show notes as well. That that is amateur hour politically, right? It's it's so bad. It's so obviously bad. When I look at it as a politician and say, why would you write your apology that way? Like it just digs your hole deeper. Obviously. And I'm amazed at how amateur people are. I mean, I mean, even if you're shrewdly political and you don't care about anything, you're an amoral, co- which is Intel, an amoral company only cares about making money. Like, e- even if that's all you care about, make the right political move to advance your goal of making yeah. money, right? I mean, I have to make these decisions all the time. I don't do them perfectly every time. But in something this big, I'm not going to screw it up. Mm-hmm. right? I screw up small ones all the time, admittedly. Karen points out to me.
0: Well, we I all do. screw up small things yeah. all the time.
1: But on the big things, you make sure you get the politics right. And I'm just amazed that they, they could get, get it so wrong. It, it, it almost – it sort of says that – it actually says something to this issue, right? It says that they care so little about this issue that they think it's small stuff. That's why, because they didn't put their best poli- – obviously, they had better PR people than that at Intel, I'm sure. And they didn't put their best PR people on this because their best PR people would have told them, "Yeah, give give money to a scholarship fund instead." Like obviously they would. That's the obvious answer. Mm. And so what it speaks to is is that Intel it it sort of pushes Matthew's point further. Further, Intel doesn't care so little about this issue that they're willing to treat it like it's a minor issue, Mm. and such that they let they put their amateurs on it. Hmm. Um, That's an
0: interesting way of. Thinking about it,
1: yeah, you almost would be more worried that they're you know, that they're you know, that they're playing you more if they did the right thing, right? You wonder, like, are they really doing the right thing, or are well, they just we playing can't politics? go down that
0: road, or drive uh, yeah. yourself crazy.
1: True, but um, yeah, but uh, it, it, ultimately, I, I think it means that they they don't even take the situation seriously enough to do it right hmm. to get their best political minds, best PR minds on the question, because obviously that's that's not written by yeah. But it
0: might go back to your initial needs. point, which is that it's because it's a gaming site. It's
1: well possible. and and they're conflating the issue they don't they don't yeah. understand that the the real issue is in the gaming site, but that's the point is that, that nobody inside Intel said, "Wait a second, this is actually in the middle of a much more important issue, even though it wasn't initially
0: right it's
1: just it's just bad thinking, it's bad political thinking and and it shows that they're not putting their best political minds on it um so it's you know it's it's a mistake from their point of view um uh, even even if you go along with their goal of that they're only just trying to make money here it's it doesn't make them more money I don't think.
0: I would be remiss if we didn't end this with some constructive advice for people as to ways they can help this issue. I'd say the biggest thing is if you ever see any objectionable behavior, to call it out. If you're, um, especially if you're a man, if you see a woman getting talked over or if you see her point getting lost, just pay attention. You'll see this happening all the time. And just saying, actually, you know, that, you know, so-and-so made that point already. And what she said was blah, blah, blah. You, th- you know, so-and-so, do you want to talk a little bit more about it since now clearly people think it's a great idea or or things like that? Or I think so-and-so wasn't finished talking or, you know, that's that's a huge thing that you can do um, That that men in particular, especially in free software, have amazing power to do. And like me as a woman, I always try to stick up when I see that happening to other women, but it's less powerful since I'm another woman. Um which is crazy. But I sadly sure. have to
1: give the Linus answer on that, which is that I talk over everybody. But,
0: but no, I know
1: you're, it's you're bad. Good. I know you, it's when bad. When you see
0: people talking over me, you make a real effort to. I do. I, to I, I'm doing it subconsciously. It if I
1: am. So. No, you're I, I can't not. Take, I, mean, I can't take I, conscious may, credit for that. Now, unfortunately, it's something we talked
0: about in the past. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I maybe I, I remember
1: eat. that subconsciously or something. I admit yeah. that I'm not doing that it consciously. It's I, I just get lucky, I guess. You um, do
0: a good job of trying to give credit where credit is due, regardless. Well, yeah, and, yeah. I always.
1: That's a kind of a fundamental prayer. That's not even. I mean, it's
0: it's an underdog mentality, right? Yeah, I think that's true. So it it applies. Um, so, so I would say that. then there's um, you know, bring the outreach program for women to your free software projects and ask your company to be sponsor. Support the Aid initiative, which is just finishing their fundraising drive, which is very successful. Um, what else am I missing?
1: Yeah, actually, supporting doing that, it actually <laughs> there's this thing you can do that that suggesting to join outreach program for women. Actually, um, out your sexists in your community. Yeah. I've noticed that a few times. The, the, the posting to the mailing list, suggesting it, you actually if for that whole like subtle sexism versus overt sexism, posting to your mailing list saying we should consider joining the outreach program for women will force the sexist out of the out of their subtlety. They'll
0: start with uh, it's not a great use of funds. Yeah. And go from there.
1: Yeah. But the point is, is that I've seen it happen in multiple different free software communities where you find out, you find out who, your, who your political enemies are real fast because they, they can't help but criticize it when it's that overt. Whereas they might spend most of their time being subtly sexist. They, have to, they sort of like have to circle their wagons and, and mm-hmm. fight the evil outreach program for women in their view. And so mm-hmm, then they, it's, mm-hmm. they, they have to identify themselves. So it's actually kind of a, kind of a way to, to root out the sexism in your community um, quickly. By just suggesting, that's pretty
0: <laughs> manipulative. I like it.
1: Well, I mean, it's it's politics, right? I mean, I mean, the it's thing is it's a political it's like fight. It's, yeah,
0: and it's also like a you know suggesting that people consider joining a program like OPW is, in my mind, you know, just not a very controversial thing to do to suggest.
1: But it is, the thing is, it is controversial to people on the other side, and it forces them to, yeah. to come out. It. It's, it's a good It's idea. a political maneuver. I, I mean, I'm I'm not. I'm not. I'm not afraid of doing political maneuvers to to reach a goal. That's good. Uh, I I sometimes feel seedy about it, but it's it's the thing we have to do. That's a um, good.
0: A good suggestion. I might add that to my talk. Now.
1: <laughs> so um, so one uh, one final thing uh, I want to mention to people. So you may have noticed in this episode, this is completely like uh, procedural about the audio. Um, I'm having some problem with this mic that we're primarily using. We have a backup recording, but the backup recording is on whole not very nice uh as far as how it sounds um so the primary recording there's probably like little jumps in it you probably notice this throughout this uh this uh thing where there's like a second that goes mute basically uh and, that, and you kind of miss a word or something i'm going to look into this problem it has to do with something running on my laptop that's because it's not giving sort of real-time io to the, to the mic recording app and so which is just a command line program but um Anyway, so if you heard that and you've probably heard it on previous episodes, I apologize for it. Um, I'll mention it to Dan. It's not something he can easily – I mean he would have to easily cut that little like half second out of the other audio in to make it work. And I'll mention to him that maybe if he doesn't mind spending the time to try it um, uh, to fix my problem. Um, But anyway, so if you've heard that, I'll try and figure out what's going on. It's what occasionally happened in the old days and I thought I would solved it, but it's happening again. So I want to apologize to everybody for that.
0: It is happening again.
1: Yeah, It only happened once in this little part of the segment, but in the earlier segments, it was longer. So that's all I wanted to add.
0: Talk to you next time. Free and Freedom is produced by Dan Lynch of Pod Factory and can be found at Podfactory.org, thanks to Mike Tarantino for our theme music. This episode of FreeAs and Freedom is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 United States license. You can follow FreeAs and Freedom, Bradley, and Karen on Identica, and also read Bradley's and Karen's blogs. Links can be found on the FreeAs and Freedom website, faith.us. That's fai us. I hope I'm right about the things I was insisting very, uh, I am. Okay, good.
1: Oh my goodness, Bubba.